Welcome to Growing Chatham, North Carolina Cooperative Extension, Chatham County Center's July 2022 podcast. I'm Tiffany Hancock. To access the Growing Chatham newsletter, just visit go.ncsu.edu forward slash Growing Chatham 722. The Chatham County Center will be closed for the 4th of July. We will reopen on July the 5th. Find fresh, locally grown food when you download the Visit North Carolina Farms app. The Visit North Carolina Farms app connects the dots in communities across North Carolina. Using cell phone technology, residents and visitors can find farms closest to them with products and activities that interest them. Visitors can use the app to explore farms, farmers markets, and local restaurants that are off the beaten path and unique to each community. Farrells Creek Farm and Woodland Farm are two Chatham County farms that can be found on the Visit North Carolina Farms app. You can see their videos in the Growing Chatham newsletter by visiting go.ncsu.edu forward slash Growing Chatham 722. Here are some updates from our 4-H team. Our first two weeks of camp were a success. The kids had a blast. Check out the pictures in the Growing Chatham newsletter because the pictures speak for themselves. Chatham County 4-Hers win gold and silver at 2022 District Activity Day. On Friday, June 17, 2022, six Chatham County 4-H members competed at the North Central District 4-H Activity Day in Wilkes County. These members competed alongside youth from 19 surrounding counties in the district. And of the six competitors from Chatham, five were first-time presenters or 4-H entertains performers. We had five 4-Hers that qualify for the North Carolina State 4-H Presentations Contest scheduled for Saturday, July 16, 2022 on the campus of North Carolina State University. Best of luck to them as they advance to compete at the state level. Hey parents, there's still spaces available for BJP 4-H Residential Camp this summer. Campers will take part in swimming, canoeing, environmental education programs, rope courses, archery, horseback riding, crafts, and much, much more. Registration info is included in the Growing Chatham newsletter. But don't wait, because there is a deadline. Parents can sign up if they pay and complete medical physicals no later than July the 11th. So hurry up. Time's running out. You can contact Ginger or Liz if you should have any questions, or you can visit the Growing Chatham newsletter for contact information by visiting go.ncsu.edu forward slash Growing Chatham 722. Chatham 4-H'er wins North Carolina 4-H Horse Program Scholarship. Congratulations to Victoria Smith, Chatham County Horse Coteers 4-H Club member, for being selected as a 2022 North Carolina 4-H Horse Program Scholarship recipient. We wish Victoria much success on her future academic ventures. Okay, kids, this sounds like a lot of fun. The 4-H STEM Lab Recipe, Solar Oven S'mores. Learn about solar energy while cooking s'mores in a cardboard box. What? Yes, this is true. You can find the link in the Growing Chatham newsletter for the supply list and activity steps. 
Just visit go.ncsu.edu forward slash Growing Chatham 722. Here are a few updates from Extension Agent Matt Jones. Extension Master Gardener webinar coming up July 12th, 2022 from 5.30 until 7.30 p.m. Diagnosis and Management of Pests and Diseases of Tomatoes. Access to fresh tomatoes is among the most rewarding aspects of home vegetable gardening and at times the most challenging. Warm nights, high rain, and humidity, and resulting pest and disease pressure can frustrate even experienced gardeners. Join Matt Jones, Extension Horticulture Agent, for a webinar on identifying and managing the most common pest, diseases, and physiological disorders of homegrown tomatoes. When feasible, organic management options will be emphasized. You can click on the link in the Growing Chatham newsletter for more details and to access the registration link. Have you ever walked to a store and seen beautiful cut flowers and wish that your cut flowers looked that good? Well, here are some tips for selecting cut flowers in the store. Are the staff knowledgeable and engaging? How old are the flowers? Select flowers that are newly arrived. Make sure the coolers are clean and tidy. Clean, fresh smelling water is important. If there are bacteria growing in the water, it may clog the flower stem, preventing water uptake. The stem should be clean, not slimy, firm, not scarred or broken, or no evidence of rough handling. The flowers should be fresh with no fuzzy gray mold, upright, not drooping or damaged petals. Extend the vase life by selecting flowers that are just beginning to open. For roses and other single flowers, select blooms that have only one petal unfurled. For gladiolus and other spike flowers, choose stems with only the first two or three flowers open. For daisy-type flowers like sunflowers, select flowers with centers that are still greenish. Leaves should not be yellow, spotted, or drooping. For more tips, you can click on the link in the Growing Chatham newsletter. Remember that children's song? The itsy-bitsy spider went up the water spout. Well, it's not fun and games for, for some folks. We've had a lot of questions about spiders recently. Some folks have asked us about spiders that have been hanging around and coming inside homes lately. Some have been mistaken for brown recluse spiders, despite this species being extremely rare in the state. Other spiders are active and a bit too fast for people's liking. Several people have submitted images of nursery web spiders. These medium to large spiders can be a bit scary due to their size and being mistaken for recluse. However, they are not aggressive nor dangerous to humans. They are called nursery web spiders because the females often construct a nest made of leaves where they raise their young. They can be distinguished from recluses by their eight eyes. There are six eyes in recluses. Spiny legs. Recluses have no thick spines and patterns on the body. Recluses only have a violin pattern on their head. For more information on recluses and their ID can be found on the Recluse or Not page at spiderbites.org. That's spiderbites, Extension agent Debbie Roos recently visited the Pittsburgh Farmer's Market in their new location. 
The Pittsboro Farmer's Market has moved a couple miles east down the road and is now located at the plant at 220 Lorax Lane in Pittsboro. Nothing else has changed. The market is still held from 3 to 6 p.m. every Thursday with the same wonderful vendors that customers love. You can now visit your favorite vendors under the solar panels and also explore the other businesses at the plant. Visit the Growing Small Farms website to see photos of vendors at the new location by clicking on the link in the Growing Chatham newsletter. Register now for a summer tour of the Pollinator Paradise Garden. Summer tours of North Carolina Cooperative Extension's Pollinator Paradise Demonstration Garden in Pittsburgh start in early July. The garden features over 225 species of perennials, trees, shrubs, vines, and grasses, and 85% of them are native to North Carolina. This is a great opportunity to visit the popular gathering spot for honeybees, native bees, butterflies, hummingbirds, and beneficial insects in addition to their human admirers. The tours are led by Chatham County Agriculture Agent Debbie Roos. There is no charge for the tour, but registration is required to limit the group size. The tours fill up very quickly, so don't delay in registering if you really want to attend. Click on the link in the Growing Chatham newsletter to visit the pollinator Garden Tour webpage for a listing of tour dates, times, and links to register. Fiber Hemp Field Day coming up July 19th. Join North Carolina State Alternative Crops Program at the Piedmont Research Station on July 19th from 9 a.m. until noon for the Fiber Hemp Field Day. On display will be North Carolina State University's Planting Date and Variety Trial, a cover crop no-till weed management trial, new variety observation plots, and FFAR Hemp Research Consortium Fiber and Grain Trial. Click on the link in the Growing Chatham newsletter to register for the field day. Here are a few updates from Extension Agent Christina Britt. Chatham County Youth Livestock Team takes on clinics. Four members of the Chatham County Youth Livestock Team travel to Raleigh to participate in the Skillathon of Livestock Judging Clinics in June. Members were able to observe and learn more about farrowing sows, cattle reproductive tracts, fecal egg counting, beef quality assurance, and more. For just $10 per sample, the NCDA will analyze your hay and send back a report on the nutritional value. Using this analysis, you can determine if the hay you have grown or purchased is a good quality and in building a ration that provides all the nutrients your animals need. You can click on the link in the Growing Chatham newsletter for more information and to access the testing form. County Extension Director Ginger Cunningham shares some forest news with us. Prescribed Fire Liability Report Liability is an important consideration for private landowners and others who conduct prescribed burning, and liability concerns often are cited as a primary reason that landowners are reluctant to use prescribed fire. Each of the 13 states in the southern region has a law in place related to prescribed burning, but the laws vary regarding the legal obligations imposed and the guidelines for liability protection. This report from the Southeast Regional Partnership for Planning and Sustainability summarizes these laws, associated regulations, and known court cases for each southern state in order to help increase understanding and minimize landowners' risk of liability associated with prescribed fire. You can click on the link in the Growing Chatham newsletter to access this report. 
Tree fall liability? Who is responsible for property damage? Bad weather reminds us how quickly a tree or limb can fall across property lines and cause damage. Who is responsible in these cases? As a practical matter, a homeowner or farm hazard policy should cover structural damage and removal costs from a tree or branch falling on the property, though the tree is rooted across the property line. Learn more from Andrew Brannon, North Carolina State University, Assistant Extension Professor in Agricultural and Resource Economics regarding hazard policy and liability by clicking on the link in the growing Chatham newsletter. North Carolina Tree Farm Program Online Learning Portal. Learn about a variety of forestry topics through webinars, videos, and online courses offered through the North Carolina Tree Farm Program and associated partners. You can click on the link in the growing Chatham newsletter. Chainsaw Safety Field Day coming up July 16, 2022 at 1287 South River Road in Lillington, North Carolina. Check-in starts at 8.15. The program starts at 9 o'clock and runs until 4 p.m. You can click on the link in the growing channel newsletter to register. Extension agent Tara Gregory shares some safety tips when grilling at home. Keep you and your loved ones safe from foodborne illness this summer with this information and these tips. Grilling safely at home, it's always important to follow good hygiene practices when handling or preparing food for yourself and others, whether you are grilling, having a summer cookout, backyard barbecue. You can access these tips in the Growing Chatham newsletter. Upcoming Blood Pressure 5-Week Series If you're looking to learn more about managing your blood pressure through food while picking up some helpful cooking tips, this series is for you. You'll also be given vouchers to shop at the Pittsburgh Farmer's Market to practice what you learn in the classes. Click on the link in the growing Chatham newsletter to see if you qualify. Please plan to attend all five of the classes before you register. Space is limited. Tara provides us a handy guide for helping you buy locally grown goodies, which means delicious, fresh flavor and likely less costly than buying out-of-season produce. So check out this handy guide for helping you buy locally grown goodies. Bait or grill peaches make for a satisfying summer dessert. Quick to make, scrumptious, and even can be topped with a little ice cream. You could try out this delicious recipe for the peach season. Just visit the Growing Chatham newsletter to access this recipe. Have you ever wondered if the egg in your fridge is good or bad? Visit the Growing Chatham newsletter to watch this quick video that shows you a trick on how to tell a good egg from a bad egg. County Extension Administrative Assistant Brandy King has some tips to saving money while eating healthy on a budget. Meal planning is one of the most important steps to being able to eat healthy on a budget, but if you go into the store with a plan, you will more than likely come out of the store saving some money. It takes a little extra time to write out a meal plan, but by taking the time to look at your social calendar and see what meals you will be able to prepare throughout the week with the time that you have, that will really help you stick to your meal plan and help your budget stretch a little further. When making your meal plan, I recommend always starting by looking in your refrigerator or freezer first. Then head to the pantry to look at all the ingredients that you have available. After knowing what you have on hand, make your weekly meal plan and then write out a grocery shopping list of those items that you are missing that you will need to make your weekly meals. 
You should notice this makes your list a lot smaller because you already have many of the items if you build your recipes around what ingredients you already have. You can click on the link in the Growing Chatham newsletter for more about eating healthy on a budget. Where were you in 1979? Do you remember the inflation crisis? Today I want to compare inflation then in 1979 and now 2022. Sometimes we should look into our past to see what our future may look like. In June of 1979, one gallon of gas in Charlotte was 88.9 cents per gallon. Today it's $4.60. One ticket to the movie theater was $3.75. Today, it's $12.99. A fryer chicken breast per pound cost $1.29. Today, that same fryer chicken breast is $2.99 a pound. A T-bone steak per pound back in 1979, $3.49. Today, you can find the T-bone steak at $6.99 a pound. The median price of a new home in 1979 was $61,000. Today, it's $407,000. The median money income in 1979 was $16,530. Today's median money income is $76,940. Wow, that's all I've got to say about that. In the June 30, 1979 edition of the Charlotte News, there was an article about what was causing inflation in America, and it was an interesting read. I wanted to share a small snippet from this article that really made me think about the inflation here in America today. If you want a more definite feel for the effects inflation is having on you, try this test. Dust off your tax return for 1967. Check your family income, minus federal and state income and social security taxes. Now, look at the same figure for 1978. Has it doubled? If not, your real income has fallen. Since a dollar saved from 1967 is worth less than 50 cents today, consider yourself another notch in inflation's gun. And if you're tired of those two barrels of double-digit inflation staring you between the eyes, drop your hands. Economists say you're the one Who's holding the gun? Pogo was right. We have met the enemy and he is us, said Walter Johnson, economics professor at the University of Missouri, who received his PhD at Duke University. The persons responsible for inflation are you and me. Do you remember the gas shortages in 1973? John Cooper offered advice to the Chatham County farmers in the July 5, 1973 edition of the Chatham Record. Some of his advice can't be used today, but with today's diesel prices, some of his suggestions may not be as useful as they once were in 1973. Fuel shortcuts for local farmers. Everyone is likely to feel the pinch of short fuel supplies before the so-called crisis runs its course. This includes the farmer with his tractors and other motorized equipment. There are ways he can soften the effects of the shortage. John Cooper, Chatham County Extension Chairman, offers the following fuel-saving suggestions for the farmer. 
match tractors to the job to be done when possible. This includes using small tractors for the light jobs. Also consider using diesel tractors where possible because gasoline apparently is in tighter supply than diesel fuel, although this may vary in individual situations. Operate equipment at proper engine and field speeds. Keep tractor and equipment properly tuned for maximum fuel efficiency. Shut the engine off if you are likely to be stopped for some time. Idling will often use more fuel than restarting the engine. If possible, move your large equipment by truck instead of driving it several miles on the highway. Postpone operations such as ditch clearing land leveling when possible for at least a few weeks until the fuel situation improves over the peak use period. Work the field the long way of the field when possible to cut down the number of turns which are inefficient use on fuel. Extension Chairman Cooper reminded farmers and other citizens as well that complaints regarding improperly allocated fuel supplies are being received by the Office of Oil and Gas Department of Interior, Washington, D.C. 20240. They may be filed through the County Agricultural Stabilization Conservation Service offices. Again, this was from the July 5th, 1973 edition of the Chatham Record. And that's a look back in time from the 1970s. From our community partners, here's some news from Chatham County. Chatham County installs two electric vehicle charging stations. Chatham County is thrilled to announce the installation of two electric vehicle charging stations with the aid of a grant from the state of North Carolina and the Volkswagen Settlement Fund. Chatham County was awarded two grants in 2021 to install an EV charging station in Siler City at Smithfield's Chicken and Barbecue Restaurant and in Pittsburgh at the Chatham County Agriculture and Conference Center. These grants are administered by North Carolina Department of Environmental Quality and funded by the North Carolina portion of the Volkswagen Settlement Fund. The county worked closely with Duke Energy and ChargePoint, an electric vehicle charging station manufacturer, to design and build stations. Installing these two stations aligns with the county's comprehensive plan goal to encourage adoption of electric vehicles and reduce carbon emissions in the county. The two stations charge EVs at different rates and are designed for different purposes. You can read more in the growing Chatham newsletter. To access the stories and the links, just visit go.ncsu.edu forward slash growing Chatham 722. Well, we've come to another end of Growing Chatham. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Tiffany Hancock for North Carolina Cooperative Extension Chatham County Center. I'll be back in August. Until then, have a great July.